This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Episode... 63 of Blue Jays Nation Radio, promptly dubbed the Matt Chapman episode of the show. Coomzy, my co-host coming to, coming to you live from Brazil. Hello. How's it going, Tyler? Oh, I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Waking up. Feeling pretty good? Feeling pretty good? Yeah. Wake up at 7 a.m. Mountain Time to 100 alerts on my phone from different people <laughs> telling me that Matt Chapman is a Toronto Blue Jay just absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, we'll get into the trade. We'll get into all that. First, the show, as always, is delivered to you by our friends over at DoorDash. BJNPodDD is the promo code. Gets you 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. Shout out to DoorDash. Cam, where were you? What was your initial reaction when you saw the deal? Matt Chapman coming to the Jays. Well, as you mentioned, I'm in Brazil right now. So <laughs> I, um, I'm one hour ahead of the Eastern time zone. So I was up this morning at about 7.30 and I finally looked down at my phone, maybe about half an hour I was up or so. And there's just the Chapman rumblings happening. And, you know, we had last night kind of, um, I think it was right before, like what, what, like right around when everyone's going to bed last night, Carlos uh, Bargra is, tw- is uh, posting on Instagram that, the Jays uh, Matt Chapman trade might be happening. But then again, this guy said so many things. And, you know, last year he was right about the Jays signing Simeon. He's also been right about the Jays signing Yimi Garcia. But then he's also saying the Jays are going to go and sign Freddie Freeman. He said that twice this year. He said that once before the lockout. He said that once recently, and that hasn't happened yet. So it's hard to say, like, do we trust this guy? And then all of a sudden, bam, it's happened. The Blue Jays have traded for Matt Chapman, uh, Brendan Kuhn, BK, our good friend, uh, let us know right away that one of the guys heading back in the trade was going to be Kevin Smith. And it took about an hour for us to find out the rest of the trade. But my entire morning has pretty much been spent just refreshing and seeing what's happening. This is incredibly exciting. Yeah, the- uh, we always we always love an early morning trade. This is this is the best time for a trade, in my opinion. Yeah, because then you get the whole day to break it down and and be excited. Um, The full deal, Kevin Smith, Gunnar Hogland, Zach Logue, Kirby Sneed going back to the athletics. The impressive part about this, 
Matt Chapman, 28 years old, you know, coming off a bit of a down year, it'd be fair to say. Um, But this is a guy in the prime of his career who is a top notch, top tier defender at a position the Jays desperately needed a top tier defender. Um, And they did it without giving up Mourinho. They did it without giving up a Pearson or any of sort of the really high end pieces. This is a really good deal. It cleans up the 40 man roster a little bit, gives you some room there. And again, you get an impact piece right at the position you needed without giving up again, any of those, what I would view as the a plus pieces in your system. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really the key here is there's Chapman's good for a lot of different reasons. And like you said, he's, he's coming off a bit of a down year, but he's hit for incredible power in the past. He has a bit of a low batting average. So the, the, the fit isn't perfect because he's a right-handed bat and we all wanted a lefty. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but still at the end of the day, they're getting someone who can mash dingers and someone who's arguably the best third baseman in major league baseball. Chapman's won the gold glove three times. And I mean, let's be real here. The last time the blue Jays went ahead and traded a bag of random players, kind of a grab bag, four different guys to Oakland for a late twenties, third baseman who was coming off a down season. It worked out really well. I mean, the back in 2014, they went and acquired Josh Donaldson. He was coming off a season in which he posted a 798 OPS. And then the next year he goes to Toronto and pops off and wins the American league MVP as OPS goes up to 939. He hits 41 dingers drives in 123 runs. Like Chapman has produced really good numbers in the road. He's produced really good numbers in Toronto. There's a lot of guys who don't hit well in Oakland and it's fair to assume his bat's going to be better playing in a batter's park. And even if it isn't, even if he does, you know, the career, his career average, which is, you know, an 808 OPS in Oakland, if he does that next season and provides the defense he always has, then it's a huge win. Yeah. And again, they didn't, they didn't give up their, their big prospects. So who gives a fuck? Well, and that's exactly it like this. And I saw people, oh, the Jays are pushing all their chips into the middle. And this isn't even it's not a massive risk (laughs) at all. all. The the, the highest ranked prospect they gave up, I think, was Smith. And he's only in the only top 100 list he made was Keith Law's list. I mean, Gunnar Hoagland could end up being one of those guys, but he's a, you know, a draft pick that immediately had Tommy John. Like he might, I don't, I don't think it's even a guarantee he's going to pitch this season. Like that's a, that's a project we're talking about. Like again, no Mourinho, no Nate Pearson, no Alec Manoa, no Aralvis Martinez, no Jordan Groshans. Like those are the five names you don't want to give up. And they didn't give any of those guys up. At Glenn Allen Chill on Twitter pointed out Chapman's home and away splits from last season. At home in Oakland, 307 plate appearances, 10 home runs, 185 batting average, 296 OBP, 639 OPS. Not great. On the road last season, 315 plate appearances. So only eight more plate appearances on the road. 17 dingers, 234 batting average, 330 on base percentage, 791 OPS. A few people pointed out, you know, Chapman likes to walk as well, or he can't like that's that's a skill he has. That's something he does. And that gives the Jays a bit of a different flavor as well. And the other thing, too, people pointing out that maybe he's not the best fit in terms of the batting lineup. I would argue that it doesn't matter. You're getting this guy for his A plus defense. You need him to hit like sixth or seventh in your order. Like again, it's it's, hilarious. It, it's not like you're <laughs> Matt bringing Chapman, <laughs> Matt Chapman batting seventh in your order. That's amazing. Like that's nuts. This is this is 2015 level stuff, right? Like they got too low and he was batting like sixth. 
Yeah, it's, it's like the, it's like this. It's it's a very similar trade actually to Tulo, because remember they they got when they traded for Tulo in 2015, it was like, oh geez, do they really need this bat? Another big righty? Like what is this? And Tulo came in for the defense. Like um, there's a uh, Rob Longley had a tweet here. Um, it says Matt Chapman, pitcher's best friend. And Alec Manoa has a quote saying, I feel really good about that sinker now because um, he has Matt Chapman there to go out and snag it if he throws a pitch that results in a lot of ground balls. And if you go look at the Jays last year, a problem that plagued a lot of their pitchers, Hyunjin Ryu is one in specific, is their infield defense wasn't very good, especially at third base. Like you had Kevin Biggio there. His arm wasn't good enough to work at third. Santiago Espinal was an improvement, but Santiago Espinal doesn't have the bat that Chapman does. He's not going to hit, you know, 36 bombs like Chapman probably will. So, I mean, the, the upgrade's obvious. Like, I mean, Jays fans should be ecstatic here. Absolutely. Uh, MLB defensive runs saved league wide since Chapman joined in 2017. That was his rookie season. Mookie Betts, number one at 81. Simmons, 79 is second. Right behind him, 78, Matt Chapman. Um, like, again, I know we, we've hit on it a few times now, but like, that is impressive. This guy is legit platinum glove winner. You know, like I, they're going to be, they're going to be hard to score runs on. That's, that's going to be the thing. I mean, like uh, look, look at the starting rotation. Now it's legit one through five, five, five good pitchers. It seems. And then now all of a sudden the infield defense has gotten significantly better. Like it's, it's, it's the Jays were really good at the end of the season last year. And they're the worry was, okay, Robbie Ray's gone. Marcus Semyon's gone. How are they going to, you know, are they going to be blah, blah, blah. But, you know, this, this to me is, it's not the same as Marcus Semyon. He's not going to have the exact same season that Marcus Semyon did, but I don't think Marcus Semyon is going to have the exact same season that Marcus Semyon did. So yeah. bringing in Chapman, it's kind of a different skill set. He's going to add value on defense. He's going to hit for power. There's, you know, there's so much to like, I feel like I'm honestly just rambling on here. Like there's so many different thoughts just bouncing around in my head. I'm just like parting <laughs> out all of the information I picked up, but honestly, at the end, at the end of it, I'm just, I'm just charged up. Matt Chapman's a blue Jay. That's sick. I own a Matt Sorry, Chapman. I, I want to interrupt you again. You, no, no, you, no. You, good. What, wait, you own a Matt Chapman A's jersey? Is that what you just said? Yeah, absolutely. Why? Because I thought it was sick and I like Matt Chapman. So like two years ago, I bought one. <laughs> There's no worse investment than a player Oakland A's jersey, unless uh, it's like a historic jersey, unless you're like, okay, like I'm going to go and buy a um, Ricky Henderson A's jersey because I know, you know, he was there. He was yeah. when you buy an Oakland A's jersey, you know, the guy is going to be gone <laughs> in like three years. Like yesterday, they just traded away Matt Olson to Atlanta. Yeah. And then Chapman goes today, you know, Manea is going to be gone next. Like <laughs> they're, they're, ever, no one, no one ever lasts there for more than like four or five years. It's no, when they, <laughs> when they released those like throwback style jerseys, the Kelly green the jerseys, order, no, the, oh, they're the green, green still. Yeah. Um, I saw them and I was like, those are beautiful. I love jerseys. So I went and bought one. And when I went to go buy one, the only, they didn't have blanks. They just had Matt Chapman jerseys. And I was like, Hey, I like Matt Chapman. He's pretty good. So I bought it and now it's yes, awesome. I'll get it. I'll get a Matt Chapman blue Jays one to go with it too. Are you going to instead get a, you say Kikuchi Jersey? Cause we should also touch on him. Well, whether you, whether you want a Chapman Jersey or a, you say Kikuchi Jersey, our friends at the sports closet likely have you covered. Check it out. Sportscloset.ca. I'm there right now. Yes. They got blue Jays caps. They got blue Jays shirts, but they have a bunch of blue Jays jerseys as well. They got you covered. Sportscloset.ca. Uh, there are locations in the Edmonton area, but don't worry if you're not in the Edmonton area, they'll ship to you as well. Sportscloset.ca. Let's dig into Kikuchi a little bit here, Coomzy, because this is a guy who 
I mean, by no means a like not a bonafide one, two or three guy, but a really solid depth add to this rotation, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the I think the sentiment kind of was, OK, Robbie Ray signed with Seattle. Kikuchi is coming from Seattle. That's the switch. No, that's not the switch. Gosman's replacing Robbie Ray at the top of the rotation. Kikuchi's replacing Stephen Mads at the back of the rotation. Like if look at it now, we have Gosman, uh, Ryu, Manoa, and uh, Jose Barrios, and now Kikuchi rounds it out. So now it's this guy's in the mix instead of having maybe Nate Pearson there, Ross Stripling there, somebody else. This is you know this is a this is a guy who's pitched three seasons. He's been pretty good. The one thing that really stands out about Kikuchi for me is I vividly remember a start that he made against the Blue Jays in Toronto last year. I think it was, I think it was on Canada day. Actually, Seattle came into Toronto and he was just dominant. He was outrageous. I'm just, I'm just pulling up his line right now. Yeah. He went seven innings, allowed one earned run on five hits, struck out six guys. And the Jays were just confused. They were lost. They could not hit this guy. And then the wheels kind of fell off for him in the second half. As with a lot of guys, the sticky stuff cracked down. Things kind of went to shit because he was an all-star and then after that, it was really bad. All told, he finishes the season off with a 4.41 ERA, which isn't bad. I mean, like you're replacing Steven Matz here with that. That's completely fine. But again, we have Pete Walker and his magic wand here. <laughs> if Pete Walker did what he did for Robbie Ray, maybe he does it for Kikuchi as well. And he has the best season of his career. I'm not Why saying not? He, like, he's, he's not going to be Cy Young. He's not winning a Cy Young this no. year. Um, but Maybe. I think expecting hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but I think expecting like a bit of an improvement is definitely possible. And the other thing is he's gonna have Matt Chapman playing third base for him. And and yes. it should be a pretty good Blue Jays defense. And that's an area where they really weren't that good last year. So again, like that's going to help here. And and you, we touched on it a million times. These are both two good additions, and it's just so nice to see the team being aggressive like this and they might not even be done yet. They likely aren't. You would imagine they're adding a lefty bat of some caliber to this lineup still, right? You'd think. Um, So at the time we're recording this right now, it's early afternoon on Wednesday and the immediate thought was, okay, like they're going, getting chat another righty. So maybe they get a lefty, maybe it's Kyle Schwarber, but then he went and signed a pretty big contract with Philadelphia. What was the detail on that? Do we know? Um, I think it was four years at like 20 mil per year. I think that's what it was. You might want to just check to be hundred percent sure because yeah, about 80 mil. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Like that's pretty expensive. The Jays, because the thing with the Jays is, you know, Teoscar is pretty close to becoming a free agent. Bowen Blatt extensions are going to come in sooner rather than later here. Maybe they want to keep Matt Chapman around long-term. You know, there's a, there's a lot of balls in the air here. And I don't think going and adding uh, Schwarber at 80 mil is the, is necessarily what's going to happen this off season. And then the other move that was made was Eddie Rosario, who was Alex Anthopoulos's playoff hero last year. One of the three guys he got at the deadline that was stupidly good in October wound up sticking around with the Braves on a two year deal at, I think 20 mil total. That was one of the other names that was kind of in the mix. So now there aren't that many lefties left on the open market. The two names that are kind of sticking out here are Jock Peterson, who's won back-to-back world series now with LA and Atlanta. He was another Alex Anthopoulos hero from the deadline. And then there's also Corey Dickerson, who was a name that I think most of us just totally forgot about, but he was actually pretty good with the Jays last year. I mean, just someone who doesn't really stand out all too much, but he like, after coming over in that trade, he put up a seven, seven, nine OPS, which is completely fine. I mean, if you have that, 
platooning with Lourdes Guriel or something like that, yeah. then, I mean, you can do worse, but then obviously the big name that I guess we can spend quite a bit of time talking about here is Jose Ramirez, who apparently the Jays might still be in the mix for it, despite the fact they just made this huge trade. Yeah, so let's dig into the reports that we got earlier today from Ken Rosenthal. This was post-Chapman deal. So we are we are now in the Matt, Matt Chapman era. Um, and he sent out, Rosenthal that is, sends out a tweet saying, Blue Jays have spoken to the Cleveland Guardians about, tr- about a trade for Jose Ramirez with the idea of Ramirez at second base. Other teams showing interest in Ramirez as well. Still unlikely Guardians move him. Ramirez under club control for two more seasons, combined $24 million. Rosenthal would follow that up with unclear how trade for Chapman will affect Blue Jays' pursuit of Ramirez. Would guess Jays are reluctant to give up multiple top prospects in back-to-back trades. Ken, they didn't really give up a lot of top prospects in that deal for Matt Chapman. So maybe they would be open to it. I would say I'm not expecting it. I expected them no. to make a big splash. They've certainly done that with Matt Chapman. I just, you hear the reports of what the potential ask could be for a guy like Ramirez. And I'm not saying he's not worth it by any means, but it just feels like a lot to go get that there guy was, to play second base. There was, there was word last year. I think it was Buck Martinez that said this. Buck Martinez said last year at the deadline that Cleveland was looking at um, oh, Manoa, right? Head. It was Alec Manoa and it was either Aurelbus Martinez or, 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 or Gabe Moreno. Gabe one Moreno, of the two. Yeah. Yeah, it was Marino. That that's an insane price to pay. If Cleveland was asking for that right now, I wouldn't pull the trigger on that because again, with the thing with a prospect like Moreno is he might he might actually make an impact on the Jays this year. He, you know, they might call him up in June and he's, you know, their best catcher all of a sudden. That's entirely possible. And then Manoa, as we know, he already is a key part of the team. He's one of their one of their good starters. Like it's an expectation. It's a you know, it's a it's a hope that Manoa goes and puts together a season as good as he did last year because he was excellent last year. He was one of the key reasons why the team was, you know, one win away from making the playoffs. Yep. So no, they can't go ahead and do that. If it's a, you know, if it's a deal that maybe involves Nate Pearson instead, then it's probably a bit easier to pull the trigger. Aurelvis Martinez, same thing, a bit easier to pull the trigger. Jordan Groshan's probably not playing on the team this year. Easy to pull the trigger. But if it involves one of those two guys that uh, Mourinho and Manoa, then eh, eh, it doesn't really make much sense. And I tend to agree with you again. I love the fit of Ramirez for a handful of reasons, switch hitter versatility on the diamond. Like this guy, this guy would be very good. Like we talk about Chapman being a great fit, but maybe not a perfect fit. Ramirez would have been that perfect fit with this team, right? The difference is you got Matt Chapman, probably a bit of a better defender, right? He is a better defender. He's a better defender. And you got it without sacrificing anything that could have potentially impacted your major league team this year. It was unless unless you were a big believer in Kevin Smith or Kirby Sneed or one of these guys, right? Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh But right. Like it was purely an addition, not a subtraction in any way. And with with Ramirez, there would be a bit a little bit of a gulp. We got to give up something to get this guy. And again, if there was a deal and it was, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move Manoa. I think this is a guy no, who can be no. a cornerstone piece of your franchise for a while. Um, but if the deal was Mourinho slash Kirk and something else like plus Groshans or something crazy like that, you have to sit there and really think about it. The other side of this is 
if Cleve like if Cleveland doesn't move Ramirez now, maybe it's something you revisit at the deadline. Like the way I look mm-hmm. at this Blue Jays team, the way they're constructed right now, they're good enough to win the division. Oh yeah. Their rotation is deep. Their bullpen looks certainly a hell of a lot more solid than it did 12 months ago. And they've added Matt Chapman to this lineup. They, mm-hmm. they are absolutely good enough to win the division. They will be in the race come deadline time. Does the price drop on a Ramirez come deadline time? It's possible. Uh, I remember I talked about this in our last podcast, and this was the reason I felt that Cleveland wouldn't go ahead and trade Ramirez right now is because the American League or Major League Baseball has added um, the sixth playoff spot. Now Cleveland is, it's a good spot for Cleveland to be in because, you know, Cleveland's one of those teams. They don't like spending money, but they like being in the mix. This is the, the sixth, the sixth playoff spot is perfect for them because now they can kind of squeeze in and, you know, not, not, you know, not, not be an amazing team, but be good enough to slide in. Right. And that's why I kind of thought, you know, there's Cleveland's firmly in the mix to be that sixth playoff team. So them trading Ramirez before the season even starts is a difficult one to stomach because I mean, if you're Cleveland, how are you going to sell season tickets? If you've just traded away J Ram to the blue Jays for, you know, Relvis Martinez, Alejandro Kirk, um, Nate Pearson, blah, 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 whoever guys that aren't going to make you good right now. You know, if they make this trade for Alec Manoa, Gabe Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel, then sure, maybe, but you know, the blue Jays sure as fuck, hopefully aren't going to make that trade. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, deadline rolls around Cleveland's seven games under 500. Sure, it's a different story. But right now, it seems like a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, so let, let's move Ramirez just off to the side for now then and, and say that's mm-hmm. that's not happening. Not happening. You're, you're going and getting a lefty bat. The way, the way you're looking right now, so you got Chapman at third, Bo at short. Second base is going to be a split between Espinal and Biggio. Vlad's over at one. Catching, you got your group of Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen. The outfield, you got Springer, who hopefully is playing a full 162 or something close to it for the Blue Jays this season, which again is a massive boost. Like that, that uh-huh. in itself almost feels like another offseason addition that they could potentially make. And I get injuries will still happen elsewhere in the lineup, but knock on wood, if the Jays stay healthy, you know, Springer and center is huge. You're going to have Teoscar in one spot. You're going to have Guriel in one spot as well. Um, what what do you add? Very right-handed. You need a lefty. That's the key. So like, like I don't mind Dickerson just because again, you can add him. It's you could still maybe do something in season if you feel the need to at the deadline or whatever. And with Dickerson, you don't feel that there would be no pressure to have to play him every day, is what I'm saying, right? No. You can move him to either outfield spot. I think Dickerson's an okay sort of plan B or C. I'm fine with Dickerson. I mean, if there was no Matt Chapman trade and the Jays yeah. move before the start of the season was all right, we're re-signing Corey Dickerson. Mm, that would suck. Mm-hmm. But if you're bringing in Corey Dickerson and him and Guriel are splitting time or he's your pinch hitting option later in games, that's perfectly fine. Like I said earlier, it's, you know, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to have, you don't have to be adding an all-star lefty. That's something that could be done later. Yeah. Maybe at the trade deadline, they realize, all right, this lineup is so right-handed and we strike out so much. And that's when they decide to sack up and trade for Jay Ram or maybe somebody else at that time. Yeah. But for now, if they just need to get a lefty, they know Dickerson, he knows the team. He was perfectly solid here last year. He said, I'm pretty sure during the lockout, uh, he was interviewed I don't remember who it was by. It was one of the beat writers said he liked his time in Toronto. Seems like he'd be willing to come back. Why not just pull the trigger? Wouldn't be that expensive too, right? 
What do you think they have to give up to get Joey Votto? <laughs> it's not it's not so much what they have to give up. It's more how do they make that money work? Gritchuk goes the like, other way. Gritchuk goes the other way, but Votto's still got like let's pull up his contract here. Votto's still got two, a couple years left. Oh yeah. So he's getting paid 25 mil in this season, 25 mil the following season. And then when he's 40 years old in 2024, he has a $20 million team option with a $7 million buyout. Okay. So you're getting rid of Gritchuk and that covers like a bit of that half of it, maybe like slightly less than half to get Votto who, you know, Votto is still really good. I mean, he yeah. put up a 938 OPS last year and all of a sudden he's mashing dingers. I mean, his home run totals in 2018, 19 and 20, albeit 20 was a short season were mm-hmm. 12, 15 and 11. And then last year he explodes for 36 home runs all of a sudden. So, I mean, yeah, sure. Like let's go and get Joey Votto. I wouldn't be against it. Like, I mean, I've said this a million times in the podcast. Rogers has an infinite amount of money that we can, that they can spend. Who cares? Yeah. Like they can make this happen and they'll make, They'll, they'll they'll make the rest of Joey Votto's contract and jersey sales and promos. Like, imagine what they could do with that guy. You know how many yeah. red Votto jerseys they sell? <laughs> like, come on, red Rogers Votto jerseys, <laughs> man. Like, they'll 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 make up his contract and Team Canada Votto jerseys. It'd be sick. But I don't know. Does Cincinnati's been just pathetic? They're you know they're getting rid of everyone. Apparently, um, I, I saw a tweet somewhere, and as we always say, I don't remember who tweeted it, but apparently, one of their highest paid guys is. Um, it's going to be Ken Griffey Jr. who's still getting paid by the team <laughs> despite not having played here in 20 years but jokes aside though like uh, Cincinnati is a joke now they don't want to pay a single guy so if the Jays could somehow go and pull the trigger on a deal in which you send Randall Gritchuk to get Joey Votto then sure go for it but is that actually going to happen I, I tend to doubt it unfortunately yeah like they're, you're right so 16 million dollar difference between the two contracts what prospect do you need to add to get Cincinnati to split that difference. Maybe. I don't know. Like, um, do you really need to give anything? Do you, like it, it, given the way Cincinnati's going, would they just get rid of Joey Votto for free? I like, no. I'm want, saying, I'm saying want like to be paying anyone. Yeah. Oh, and that's you a want a point. prospect coming back to Toronto. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying like they keep some of the money and they split that difference. Cause you're giving oh, them a good enough prospect. Mm, that's interesting. Um, right. So they're I'd combined. Honestly, they're 34 mil combined. So you would basically just split the difference. Either team pays 17 mil. The Jays agree to take that buyout that's coming in two years, which is seven mil. So there's some more incentive from Cincinnati's perspective. And for Toronto, that's just a straight up buyout. You get the money off the books. Huh? That's interesting. I think that's hard to say. I, I just think Cincinnati is so cheap that their goal is to send Votto to somebody or nothing. Like you get maybe like a whatever prospect back. And this is just like a, we're dumping the money deal. Yeah. We don't even want to take, like, I don't think, I don't think Cincinnati would even want to take Gritchuk back Probably not. No. like to offset the money. They, they just want, like, they want fans in the audience to be taking the field next season. They want to be paying nothing for their guys. Like that's just where this team is at. It's really sad. Honestly, like it feels like Joey Votto is just trapped there and it'd be great to see him get freed and play somewhere else. It's like, I mean, Toronto seems like the perfect fit, but alas, so One can dream. with the lefty bats, we are in agreement. Dickerson is an acceptable and probably likely option. Mm-hmm. J Ram. We'd love to see it, but probably not happening. Joey Votto, little too pie in the sky. Yeah, I think that's probably, that's probably the way to put it. And I mean, the other name floating around is Jock Peterson. I haven't seen the blue Jays 
tangibly connected to him ever. So I don't know if that's actually a real option, but I think if we're seriously looking at a realistic option, it's probably Corey Dickerson and given what they've already done in the offseason, that's perfectly fine. I will, I have no problems living with that whatsoever. No problem. Easy. The Freddie Freeman thing was, was interesting while it lasted because I mean, it would have been also a good story. You know, he's a dual citizen. He has that Canadian tie that a lot of fans love to see. Um, didn't end up happening. I would love to see him stay out of the AL East. Personally, he's not yes. going to the Yankees. They signed Rizzo. No. The Rays are apparently in the mix, which is weird. Red Sox, obviously in the mix like they would be. I have a feeling he ends up on the coast, though. I think he's going L.A. or San Diego. I think he's signing with the Dodgers. That, 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 that would make sense. Um, it's, it's kind of bizarre that Atlanta didn't just pony up the money to sign him. And they went instead and sold the farm to acquire Matt Olson and then gave Matt Olson a very big contract. I get Matt Olson's younger and arguably maybe better, but is he actually better? And right? Yeah, they gave up a lot. Like, you know, uh, Oakland, I think in my mind, I, I'm probably being a huge fucking homer here, but <laughs> Oakland in my mind got hosed on this Matt Chapman deal by the Blue Jays, but they did quite well on the Olson deal. They got a lot back. Yeah. And I mean, Atlanta gave him a huge contract. He signed for eight years. And they just weren't interested in signing Freddie Freeman. So in, to save a little bit of money on Freeman to Olsen, they gave up, you know, a handful of prospects. That just seems like bizarre asset management to me. But AA does his thing. Yeah. You know, he's a World Series winner, so you can't doubt him. Yeah, he is. Right? He ha- he's got a ring. Damn close to getting one here as well. But uh, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, the Freeman Alas. thing, the other offseason rumor that has me just all just very perplexed, Chris Bryant to the Rockies. That's sad. <laughs> That's so depressing. Like, why would you what, go there? What, man? I, I would guess from his perspective, it's just, you know, I want to hit in a hitter friendly park. I want to pump my numbers up. I don't know. I thought he hit pretty well in San yeah. Francisco last year. I'm, I'm you know, his, his his ending with the Cubs is very unceremonious. It's it's kind of interesting how things have kind of dipped for that guy. You know, he came up and he was, you know, he was the big guy. He was the number one prospect. He was the first real example of service time manipulation that everyone talked about. It was a big thing. Everyone knew from the moment it was called up, he was going to leave the Cubs in free agency because of that. You know, we've been talking about that since, you know, 2014 or whatever it was. He comes up, wins rookie of the year. Then he wins the MVP, plays a key role in ending the Cubs curse. And, you know, he's killing it. Everyone's like, oh, this guy's going to sign a billion dollar contract somewhere. And he's going to say, fuck the Cubs. And then, he has traded to the Giants, does pretty well. And now he's looking at what, like a two year deal from the Rockies? Like, weird. He just fell right off a cliff. Yeah. Um, it, it is weird. And the other, so Brian, hearing him connected to Colorado, Freeman, it's the Rays, it's the Red Sox, it's the Dodgers, it's the Padres. The other name, the other two names that are kind of floating around in the top 10 free agent list that are still on Zion. Number one's Carlos Correa. Mm hmm. There's talk that Houston's gone back to him. And I, I have a funny feeling he ends up back in Houston. Wouldn't be shocking. The Yankees were always in the mix there too, but that's probably not going to happen now because the Yankees went ahead and traded for Josh Donaldson <laughs> and they're moving Gio Rochelle over to short, yeah. which is not the off season that Yankees fans were expecting <laughs> at all. Super. Uh, the Blue Jays were connected to the Blue Jays were connected to Correa as well. There was a whole bunch of yeah. um, you know him and Springer best friends, and um, 
apparently uh, Carlos Correa was a mentor for Teoscar Hernandez. Huh. That was another thing. But again, now that the Jays have gone ahead and acquired Matt Chapman, I don't think the Correa thing is going to happen. I, I didn't expect the Jays to make a, a big free agency splash like that. But yeah, one year you know. deal, Carlos Correa, pump up your value, come play second base. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked for the last guy who did right? it. Right? Come on. Yeah. Why not? I mean, just go and ask Marcus Semyon. Like, do you want to play in Toronto on a one year deal? You can bat second in a lineup that features fucking Matt Chapman batting seventh. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's go win 130 games. Trevor Story is still out there as well. He's another guy who I thought would have made sense for the Yankees. Yeah, you would have thought, right? But all of a sudden, the Yankees are just... <laughs> you, just you, don't, you don't even really hear them around the big names right now. Like Anthony Rizzo, Josh Donaldson, are they trying to win the fucking 2016 World Series? The last thing I want to talk about is, and this is a big one, mm. the unvaccinated key players yeah. on AL East teams. Chris Sale, mm-hmm. he's going to miss the start of the season with an injury anyways. Chris Sale reveals he's unvaccinated. That means he will not make a start at Rogers Center this year. Aaron Judge did not confirm he is unvaccinated, but there is certainly a lot of talk that he is unvaccinated yeah. and a lot of reporting suggesting he is unvaccinated. He is not going to be coming up to Rogers and up to Toronto this year. There's talk that Xander Bogarts is unvaccinated. He will not be coming up. Um, it is... Chef's kiss, beautiful, after the Jays need to play in Buffalo and Dunedin Mm -hmm. and scrap their way through a pandemic while all these other teams laughed. Oh, you're playing in a AAA or a minor league ballpark, LOL. They also complained about it then and didn't do much to Mm -hmm. help. Um, Now it's great to see the Jays be in a spot where they can look down on the other teams and say, sucks to suck. It does. Yeah. (laughs) This could end up being a huge advantage for the Blue Jays moving forward. I mean, it does seem like there's quite a lot of guys around Major League Baseball who aren't vaccinated. It seems like none of those players are on the Blue Jays anymore. Yeah. Uh, There's, I mean, I won't get into it, but there's speculation that players who have left the Blue Jays this offseason were not vaccinated and that played a part in why that happened. So for anybody listening, you can do the math. Uh, Who's gone and who's still here, blah, blah, blah. Also, uh, as an aside with that, um, big picture. So the Jays lost Robbie Ray, Marcus Semien, and Steve Matz in the offseason. And it looked like it was a fucking disaster. And they've added um, Kevin Gosman, Matt Chapman, and UC Kikuchi. Mm-hmm. Do we think that the new three guys are better than the old three guys? Are the Jays better off? Are they worse? Is it a, is it a wash? How do you feel about here's, that? Here's the interesting angle, I think, on that. Are, with what the Jays got back versus the players they lost, are they going to get that production? Are they going to get 2021 20, levels of production out of Gosman, Kikuchi, and Chapman, that production that they got from Ray, Semi, and Mats? No. I don't, no. I don't, like, you can't sit there and say, Gosman's going to win the Cy Young. Chapman's going to hit 50 bombs like that's not going to happen, but they weren't going to get 2021 levels of production out of Ray semi Ray and Semyon if you brought them back like that also wasn't a guarantee. So I think they did very well because, again, you guys are going to have career years and you can't just replicate that like it wasn't a lock that you were going to get it. Far from a lock, far from a guarantee. You could say not even close to likely that they were going to get that again from those guys. But what they did is they went out and they got bonafide replacements for them. Matt Chapman yeah. is a legitimate upgrade at third base. 
it, and that's an important position where they struggled. You could argue it cost them a few games. So I just, I look at it yep. and I think I give Ross Atkins and Shapiro, I give them an A plus grade for the work they did this off season. And I'm fully understanding that it still might not be enough to cover the production, but you're also going to have a full year of Jose Barrios. You're going to have Alec Manoa. You could maybe have a better hunch in Ryu. You got improved defense at third base. You're, who knows what kind of step Springer. forward. Springer, full year Springer. Bowen Vlad. Totally. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. Bowen Vlad, who knows? Who knows? The bullpen's better. Like the Jays are in a better position to win the division today than they are than they were 12 months ago. And that's recognizing that they aren't going to get a Cy Young kind of Robbie Ray out of anyone or a unreal historic season from someone like Marcus Semyon. They aren't going to get that again, but they're a better baseball team today. Yeah, I agree. They're the, the goal of this offseason, in my opinion, was to make the Blue Jays somewhere close to as good as they were in September of last year. And I think they've done that. And the important thing is, I think, like you said, is 162 games. They're going to go into a season and play 162 games with a team that was September good. Right. Yeah. And they were so bad in April and May last year. That's not going to be a thing this year. They have way more depth, you know, way fewer holes. So that's the key. Um, again, uh, Gosman being Robbie Ray eh, might not happen. Kikuchi being Matt's sure that could happen. Whatever. Yep. Um, Chapman being Semyon, I get probably not, but you can, you can, you can find the extra wins above replacement through the aggregate in different ways. The other thing to mention that we haven't mentioned here is they got all these guys and they're not going to be giving up a compensatory draft pick in free agency, but they will be receiving two compensatory draft picks in free agency. So the Jays gave away Gunnar Hoagland, good prospect, could be a really good pitcher, but they're going to draft two times in the second round there because they lost uh, Ray and Semi and they could have a huge draft this year. And that's great because, you know, maybe come June, July, they're trading a whole bunch of guys for Jose Ramirez. You never know. Yeah. Let's move towards wrapping this up. Give some love to our friends at Twig and Berries. Twigandberries.ca, free shipping in Canada on orders over $75. You can also use the promo code NATION15. Get yourself 15% off your order at Twig and Berries. Update your wardrobe. Grab some uh, some of their Twig and Berries branded underwear as well. Very comfy. 10 out of 10. Um, Coombsy, you're coming to us live from Brazil. Uh, what's the weather like there? It is so hot. You see how sweaty I am, right? That was like yeah, a that, Christmas ornament. That's why I ask. Like, I almost want to end this podcast because I feel like you're miserable sitting there in the heat. Um, oh, no, I'm not miserable sitting in the heat. I'm the exact opposite. I'm thrilled. You the like weather in Toronto. The weather when I was in Toronto was awful. Yeah, this was, okay. I think, the worst winter ever. Um, this, 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 this year's winter sucked ass. I'm gonna, and now I'm sitting here in 30 degrees. I feel great. Good. Good, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up with this. Our friends at PointsBet have the odds to win the World Series listed. The favorites. Can you, can you take a stab? Who do you think are, who do you think is the betting odds favorite to win the world series this year? Dodgers are one. Yeah. Dodgers at plus 600 Astros uh, plus okay. Astros plus 900 third on that list. Or there's two teams, both at plus 1100, 11 to one. Blue Jays. No, it goes Yankees. No. Then Mets at 11 to one Fuck off white Sox at 12 to one. And then coming in, and then coming in at 13 to one are the Blue Jays and Braves tied for that spot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Telling you, Blue Jays at 13 to one. They are plus 550 to win the American League. And, a bet. I, if I were you, I'd throw. I'm not a batter. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah. I'm, I'm too anxious. 
uh, I'm too, I'm too shrewd. Um, you should throw some money down on that. I, I plan on, I'm going to bet on them to win the world series. You're going to bet on them to win the world series and you're giving yeah. me half if they win. Absolutely. I'm going to yeah. bet all the ad revenue from our show on them to win the world series. And well, that's I'm a not, lot of money. Yeah, good thing. Our bosses, <laughs> our bosses do not listen to this show, so they will never know. Um, they are just quickly <laughs> while we're going through all this, because points, bet has a ton of stuff up. Uh, they're plus 225 to win the AL East, which is just behind the Yankees. And that's a good bet. what are they to make the playoffs? Because points, bet has that up too. uh, Oh, they're just mad, not even worth betting on them to make the playoffs. They're minus 400. So for those of you who aren't betters, you'd have to wager $400 just to profit a hundred off that. Yes. No value there. Uh, their regular season win total cam is set Ooh. at holy shit. I'm hammering this. Are you kidding me? 90 three way parlay here. It's a nine. They're over under 91 and a half. Really? I thought they'd be set at like 95.5 or something. They, they will win 92 games this year. I am very sure. Oh, I would that. hope so. They won 91 last year. Yeah. And that was playing, you know, 12 games at the Rogers center and playing in 37 different minor league. Ball. That's an exaggeration. And you I know, think, they played. I think their home record this year could be outstanding. Like we mentioned Aaron judge, Chris sale, Xander Bogarts is three guys potentially not playing. Think of every team that rolls through here not being able to bring up their unvaccinated <laughs> players across the border. That's unbelievable. That is such a big advantage. It is. It's huge. That's going to be the Jays were amazing at home last year. Like yeah. they were, when they finally got home, they, they crushed. They were, they were ridiculous. Like they were so charged up by the fans. Yeah. And now I don't, is, is there word if there's going to be a hundred percent capacity? I would imagine there would be because I'm pretty sure Ontario is lifting all COVID restrictions or they already have, I don't know. I'm not in the country, but you know, we're going to, I think have a full stadium for the first time since 2019. So yeah. that's going to be a huge lift for them too. Like, I don't know. I think the, the Jays are going to go nuclear next season at home. Like I would, I would comfortably say that I think the Jays could win hundred games next year. Wouldn't that be something? Hey, wouldn't right? that be something? Maybe it's the heat. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little loopy right now. I won't lie. If you've, if you've listened to this and you've made it all the way somehow and I'm sounding incoherent, it's because I am. It's very hot and I'm very delirious. All right, well, but I think the Jays will win 100 games this year. We will uh, wrap this thing up then. One of the longest episodes of BJN Radio I think we've ever had. Usually we keep it around that 25, 30 minute mark, but we are past 40 minutes, Gamma. So we will wrap it up. We will thank the Sports Closet. We will thank Twig and Berries, Points Bet Canada, and of course our presenting sponsor, DoorDash. Ding dong. Ding dong. BJN Pod DD, 25% off and no deliveries on your first order if you are in Canada. That's going to do it. Episode 63, the Matt Chapman episode. It feels like a new era for the Toronto Blue Jays. We'll be back in uh, probably about a week or so here to talk a little bit more and get set for what should be an exciting season. Thanks for tuning in. Coomsey, you stay out of that heat. As wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 